I've got the Mario and Luigi like battle theme music stuck in my head. It's good music. It's fucking good. Great music. Lauren, like the I don't yeah, like just the other day I was in one of the areas and Lauren's like, uh, John, this song's a bop. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna yeah. say, does it have different music for every area or no? No, actually, and the one she the was saying was specifically the uh, oh, Teehee Sands, because every area is named after laughter in the Bean Bean Kingdom. <laughs> that's God, right. That's we, right. I'm saving this for the cast. Come on. <laughs> Heck yeah. Okay, here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Pursuing Pixels. My name is Kevin Portelli, and I'm here tonight with uh, John Hines. Hey there. And Randall Nolery. Hey, folks. I forgot what order I was going in there. I was like, like, oh, uh, uh, John, uh, Randall. (laughs) Who's here? Who's here tonight? We're all here. Um, (laughs) But yeah, uh, we're back as always to talk about some video games. And uh, I guess we can just kind of dive right into it. Kind of rolling in from our last episode, we kind of leaned into some of the Nintendo Switch Online multiplayer stuff that we've been playing. But uh, with that most recent Nintendo Direct, I know it's probably been a month or two since that (laughs) Nintendo Direct at this point. But, you know, they announced the Game Boy games and then Game Boy Advance games as well. If you have the expansion pass. And uh, I guess we've all just been kind of playing some retro single player games as well. I know Randall's been playing something on his handheld as well, uh, not necessarily through the Nintendo Switch online. But uh, I mentioned on a recent Save It for the Cast that two of the games that I was bouncing between were uh, Banjo-Kazooie on Xbox Live Arcade and, uh, you know, playing that like Xbox remake and then Wario Land 3. And I've been I was really enjoying both of those games. I'd get kind of stumped on Wario Land and then go to Banjo and then I just get kind of burned out on Banjo just kind of you know with that collectathon type game it was kind of perfect to have those two games to bounce uh between yeah but then we had a bunch of power outages here in Michigan with a winter storm at you know around the time of recording this we had like power was out for a couple days after one ice storm and then it was back for two days and then it went back out again so because of that that kind of got me a little bit off my Banjo game uh being that I need to play on my Xbox plugged into a TV and whatever but since I had the switch all fully charged up when the power went out, I was like, Hey, I got a little juice on this thing. Uh, so why don't I dig in? I was actually a little bit worried that I wasn't going to be able to play the retro stuff. Cause sometimes when you sign into the switch online, it like all checks right, yeah. to see if you, Oh yeah. Like are allowed to play. Yeah. Uh, but maybe, maybe that's only for the expansion pass stuff. I, I, I huh. I'm drawing a, a blank obnoxious. actually now. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, for whatever reason, it thankfully didn't check this time. And I was able to pick up, uh, you know, playing some Wario Land 3 where I left off. That's uh, And I'm kind of shocked. Like, I actually played a little bit more for another couple hours uh, before we uh, started recording tonight. Uh, I was I'd already played about five and a half hours of this game. I, I love how it actually keeps track of the individual games in the Switch Online app. If you hit like X or whatever and like look at like the details of the game and it kind of gives you a little you know, brief description and when the, you know, what year it was released and whatever, which kind of crazy that Wario Land 3 came out in 2000. I mean, you can definitely tell Whoa. it's a late Game Boy Color game. That is wild. Uh, but it's like, man, this is like post Nintendo 64 game, you know, like Ocarina of Time existed and this Whoa. game existed. But at the same time, it it feels very modern in a lot of ways. Like it feels like an 8-bit game, but it's freaking huge. Like, again, <laughs> I've played for seven plus hours at this point of this game and I don't I don't even know if I'm close to beating it. I mean, I feel like I'm chipping away kind of, 
But uh, thankfully, like I had posted a bunch of clips as I was playing, like with the, you know, just saving a little 30 second clip on the switch and posting it on posting it online. And thankfully, somebody had commented like because I was like, oh, for the 300th time, I like finally beat this section because as much as I'm loving Uh this game. It is so fucking hard. It, it, it should be called Tedious Land 3 because it really is just like it, everything you do, you have to like do it five times to like, okay, I have to jump. I have to do, I have to like, because you're, it's almost works like a Kirby game where you have to like use power ups from enemies to like get abilities, but you're not swallowing them up at your own free will. You're kind of at the mercy of the enemies. Like there'll be this like robot that has a giant hammer that just smashes you into like a spring. That then gives you like a high jump, but mm. you have to like let the robot hit you. But a lot of times you don't want like you need that high jump for like this one specific thing. But a lot of times you just have to navigate around those enemies and not take a hit. Like a, you get to like these little boss battles. Like I got to this like weird like rabbit that I had to play soccer against this like rabbit nice. and turtle. And like I, it took me like 12 tries to figure out what to do. And like pretty much this rabbit was just squishing me into a ball and throwing me into the net and just, <laughs> okay, go back to the beginning of the stage and pound oh. through a million blocks again and walk. It was like, oh. it's like unbelievable how like, Oh, I'm right at the end of this section. Like I just navigated all these corridors and broke all these blocks and, Oh, I got stung by a mosquito and now I'm inflatable and I fly all the way back to the top of the stage. And now I got to navigate through all these corridors again. Like, there's I, I honestly Kevin, don't know how I haven't stopped playing this game. <laughs> Kevin, can I inform you of a little thing that the Nintendo Switch Online gives you? I know. Which is I was just going to say rewind function. <laughs> <laughs> I was you took the words right out of my mouth because I don't know how my frustration hasn't like forced me to use it at this point. Like, I don't know how I'm just grinding away at this game because like there's there's parts where, like you got to let this like little like mummy thing like throw a donut in your mouth and then you turn fat and then you can like pound through different blocks but then like if it's that like the stages switch from day to night every time you go back to the world map so then like instead of the donut guy it'll be a zombie guy and then you gotta like jump over the head or else you turn into a zombie and then if you get hit by the zombie you like fall through the skinny platforms all the way until you like get like walk into a window where like lights coming through and then you turn back into wario but they, there's so many cool power-ups along the way, and, like, I don't know what it is about the game that just keeps me plugging along, other than the fact that there are, like, so many cool, like, as frustrating as they are, so many cool, like, one-off boss battles against where you play soccer against a tortoise in the hair, you know, and, like, all these little, like, one-off, like, really, like, even this one character, like, this only time I've seen this, like, little caterpillar, like, popping out of a tree in the stage and, like, throwing apples into my mouth so I can turn fat instead of eating the donuts. But same mechanic, but, like, they're just going to, like, throw this one new character into the mix. And, like, there's so much personality in the game. Oh, yeah. And I, I started ta- mentioning this, but, like, I was posting clips online, like, mentioning how frustrated I was getting with the game. Like, I was like, I'm equally loving and hating this game at the same time or whatever I said. And somebody was like thank God for the hidden figure in the game, which is like the very first space on the map. And you can go back to that space and talk to this hidden figure, like in the temple or whatever. And it kind of tells you what stage you can go to next. Cause at every stage essentially has four treasure chests in it. And you have to find the key that is the corresponding color to the corresponding color of the chest. And like you, you unlock like tons of new abilities as the game goes on, like either new parts of the map, 
but it's just like you have to keep going. It's not a linear map. Like you're going back from stage and like you're scrolling screen after screen after screen. Like it's a really tedious game to play through in a lot of regards. And like it, it has me tempted to like look up a guide at times, but at the same time, it does feel really fun to like figure out certain things, but it, it does like you do have to just be like, okay, I'm just going to bash against every wall in sight because that one might be destructible. Like there's not a lot of visual cues for a lot of that stuff. Um, so it is like a lot of trial and error, but it's kind of a cool twist on like a Kirby type game, but different, you know, it's like getting a bunch of new power ups, but being at the mercy of the enemies, as opposed to like the enemies being at the mercy of you, you know, in Kirby, you can kind of like have your free will with the enemies where like the enemies kind of have their free will with you in this game. Like they just like kick you to the fucking curb and say, go back and start from square one. And like, <laughs> you got to like light yourself on fire and like jump at the perfect timing. Cause Wario starts like scampering like crazy. And you got to oh, like yeah. jump up these ladder platforms, but because it's game boy color, it's so zoomed in. Like you can't really see what's coming in advance. Like, so it is like, you just got to do it a bunch of times. Like, I don't, I don't know how any kids had a chance beating this game. Is your only game? I'm, I'm yeah, no, I was going to yeah. say that you only had <laughs> okay. one game per like year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. But and it was it's, a lot like I didn't play three that much compared to like what I played two and then I beat, you know, Wario Land and we talked about that on the podcast. Yeah. A, and a I think we back, talked about three a little bit because I, I really... Bit. I remember this world map and being like, what the heck is going on? And like, I'm, I'm glad that again, this person like told me about the hidden figure. So I'm always like, if I ever don't know what level to play, it does like a little thing where after you unlock something, it kind of like certain stages will get like a little, like flash a little star and let you know, okay, there's a new thing you can do on this stage now that you nice. have this ability. But if you, you know, if you, it's been a couple days since you played, you're like, wait, what three stages flashed last time? Like I have, there's like at least 25 stages that I've unlocked now that all have four different essentially stages within them. It's crazy. This game is huge. It's, it's huge for a Game Boy game. Like it, yeah. it's bigger than a lot of Super Nintendo games. I mean, I'm, I feel like I'm getting close ish, but I mean, there could easily be another five, six hours left of this game. And I do intend on seeing it through, but man, nice. it's it's gonna take some determination and maybe some rewind feature. Some save states. <laughs> I'm definitely I'm definitely using the save state. Although it actually has a save feature, like it's it obviously has like a battery save after you beat stages. But if you uh, pause it in the middle of a stage, there's like a save option, and it'll actually like as soon as you do that, it exits out of the game. But if you boot up again it's like in the exact spot that you were in that's cool um even without the save state so i'm like ah, if you if you had this on you know a cartridge back in the day it would have been you know somewhat doable but man it's just it's crazy it's absolutely crazy but it's it feels really cool to be able to play these the games you know right on the i i can't remember off the top of my head if i own wario land 3 i can't remember if i just played that on an on an emulator or not but it just feels great to just like oh fire this up and Otherwise, I probably wouldn't be playing this game if I wasn't able to play it like on my switch when the power's out with a really nice screen and, you know, comfortable, hoary split pad, yeah. you know, in my hand to like just make it a little more uh, doable. But yeah, I'm I'm having a lot of fun with that game in spite of a ton of frustrations. Like I will say, if you're starting to hit a wall with this game, maybe like look up some tips and tricks because like I, I did like look up a few things like, OK, what am I supposed to do here? This is driving me nuts. I well, don't know what to do. It's more puzzle than than anything kind of like two was. Right. So and it's just yeah. kind of a different vibe than the original Wario Land that way. And, I, you know, I hit a similar wall with two 
So and I'm yeah. like, and I saw three was similar in what I played. I'm like, okay, maybe I'll just yeah. flip over to Wario Land four at some point because four, my God, four is the pinnacle. Right yeah. yeah, four is the pinnacle of that series yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, um, because yeah, it. I, I will say it does feel really cool though to like beef up like because Wario you start out with like hardly any power ups like you know and now like now I can pick up enemies and throw them and I can do a huge ground pound and I can break different types of blocks and I can roll and go under like you just get so many new abilities as the game goes on that it does keep it interesting and it looks like yeah i'm only about halfway through the ability list like every time it shows you like a little like video tutorial of how to you get a new move i'm maybe like just a little bit past halfway through the screen and there's clearly more boxes for me to learn new moves so yeah i got another handful of hours left with this one and i Hope to see it through, but we'll see if I end up having the patience because I never finish any games. But uh, speaking of the exact opposite of that, I know, John, you've been playing a game that you've beaten many, many times over. <laughs> yes, but the, like, we've talked a lot, I think, in passing about the like Mario and Luigi series or just Mario RPGs in particular. Yeah. But yeah. man, as soon as like... I saw that Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga was on the Game Boy Advance Switch Online. Like, there was nothing else I was going to play. Like, this is one of my yeah. favorite games of all time. And, like, yeah. one that I can so clearly remember, like, the first time beating. And, like, especially, like, this is a game that I have beaten multiple times and done, like, in a variety of ways. And because of that, I have zero qualms rewinding the fuck out of this game like <laughs> sure that's fair and, yeah. like i'm like i've played this game i don't need to like i i like who am i like proving this to anyone yep, right. like i am going through every single boss battle with a perfect health because i'm <laughs> rewinding every attack <laughs> and dodging yep. it all because i'm like yeah this is sick this is a fun rhythm game like every yeah. attack from every enemy has like so many different patterns and like if i'm, I'm just like i i can remember most of them but occasionally i'll encounter one i was like I don't remember how this one works. And then I get hit and I'm like, ah, oh, that was a good one. And then I just rewind it a few seconds and I'm like, all right, dodging that one for every other time. Does the rhythm yeah, and input feel the same is the main question I yes. have about this experience. Absolutely. Yeah? Like when I'm doing bros attacks, it is yeah. kind of unbelievable how much that like muscle memory is just there. It's like, good God, I remember how knockback bros goes so easily. Like, and then as soon <laughs> yeah. as like the advanced thing goes, I'm like, yep, now I remember how like the alternative button presses go to get like the secret like oh, special. Amazing like bros attacks it's it is such a good game like it's, it's from fantastic all respects like music like it is like the story is fun and entertaining like the yeah. humor is really good the humor <laughs> yeah. is amazing it's yeah. some of the best like, like nintendo humor like of on par with the early paper mario stuff you know yeah and the puzzles are so fun and satisfying like Every the kind of vertical part. level design, like a lot of that verticality that you don't see in like that top down JRPG. True. Yeah. God, it's just such a good game. Like, and I am so ecstatic that I can boot it up and play it at any time. <laughs> like, I've yeah. I've gotten pretty dang far in it, like so far, and I like I'm just 
blowing through it. And I've been bouncing between Near Automata as well as uh, Metroid Prime Remastered and um what was the other one? Oh, metroid prime 2 or not, not metroid prime 2 metroid <laughs> metroid, metroid 2 or 2. whatever it's called like it's got a subtitle some of some kind but yeah it, uh, samus, samus returns, returns mm, or is it the return of samus because i think samus returns is the correct remake. we'll get into this you in are correct. yeah i was like i can't yes. remember which one's the 3ds one we'll, yeah. we'll table that but like yes. uh, this is the most i've bounced between like games like like playing simultaneously that I've ever been in recent memory. Usually like I'll lock into one game and I'll only play that one game. But for whatever reason, like I am pretty consistently being like, all right, I'm going to play Mario and Luigi until I get like, you know, a little tired of it. And then I'm going to bounce over to Metroid prime remastered and play that till I get a little tired of it. And like, this is the most I've like consistently played games of like that I'm, so invested in and it's been really satisfying gotta love yeah. that yeah it's amazing. yeah and, I, and I'll, I'll just give a quick shout out too because i was i was pretty impressed uh, i had never played any of those like game and watch gallery collections mm. or whatever and i was kind of surprised that they added that to the game boy because i know like one of the glaring omissions right off the bat is like how can they not put donkey kong 94 on here you yep. know like i would probably rather have that over mario land 2 or whatever mario land uh, you 1 know, whatever there's <laughs> yeah, exactly. But there, there's a bunch of cool games on there. I'm not going to complain uh, too much. And now I lost my train of thought. What I was going to say about um, what Game Boy game did I just mention? Uh, I don't I'm know just, if you got there yet. Yeah, you didn't. You were just saying the glaring omission was 94. Donkey yeah. Kong 94. And then you were trying to talk trash about Mario Land 2. So I had to stop. I was just... When I first I was booted just it up, the I know I played through all of Kirby's Dreamland in one go. Oh yeah, yeah, that was really fun watching you play through that because I'd never seen that game all the way through. I thought, yeah, I'd that's like it a before, thirty but... forty minute game. I, yeah, about that. thirty minutes. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, it was great. And then, yeah, I counted on my like there were ten people in the credits of that game. <laughs> so, that's amazing. It's bonkers. pretty crazy. Yeah, and it's like Sakurai is one. Oh of them. yeah, it's like oh, played Junish that at my grandma's Kawa. house one night. I remember like, that. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm trying I, to I know think I was of, like what other games are on the like because there's Tetris, there's they added like Alone in the Dark, a couple like random right. Game Boy Color Goblin ones. Goblin Dark, wow. Oh yeah, the the uh, Gargoyles, Gargoyles Quest too. Oh, uh, that game rules. That's yeah, a they added game. some cool kind of random stuff, like some pretty pretty nice selection right off the bat. Even yeah. though it's only six or seven games or so. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah, that game and watch gallery. Anyways, whatever I was gonna say about it, I I was pretty impressed. Like I've never really played the game and watch games at all. I mean, I kind of, you know, I know what they are. They're basically like those yeah. LCD style, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, handheld games or whatever. But I really didn't realize that, like, you know, they have like the primitive original game on there as well. But then you can kind of play like an updated oh, yeah. version of the games from like the Game Boy Color area or era. And uh, in particular, I've been really playing that Donkey Kong Jr. one. And it's, you know, it's same type mm. of gameplay. You just have like up, down, left, right, and then two buttons or it might even just be one button to jump. Uh, but you just kind of like, you know, it's a, it's a little more it still has that feel of that rigid LCD system where you're like not actually jumping. You're just kind of like moving from the ground to up and then timing. It's all, it's all about like timing and just, I don't know. It just yeah. like really captures that arcade feel, but kind of updates those games in a fresh way. The art style looks nice. Like I, I really like, was impre- they could have easily just ported yeah. those games and been like, Oh, here's a collection of them. And they're like, Oh, we kind of updated these and modernized yeah. them a bit. They did that through game boy advance. There was some on there too. Yeah. Really? I yep. didn't know that. Yep. That's cool. 
So yeah, yeah they, 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 they yeah. put the they put the love into those, even though obviously there's not that much to those games right. individually. But if you treat them like the mini game high score chasers, they are they can be fun. Oh yeah, yeah. And to see them put like Kuru 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 Rin or whatever on uh, the yeah. first batch, like okay, we're getting some import stuff, getting some like kind of rare games like Gargoyles Quest Two or whatever. Or yeah. Kind of, random one-offs or whatever and yeah john i know you mentioned you played a little bit of metroid 2 and i know we're kind of probably for the rest of this episode gonna veer into <laughs> metroid territory that's right because uh, john or uh, randall's been playing some metroid uh, as well not to mm-hmm. mention remastered uh prime that john mentioned earlier but i played a little bit of metroid uh 2 as well i booted it up just for like two seconds but then john in our discord had mentioned like Oh, if this game would have come out today, it would be Kevin's like favorite indie game if it, you know, was the same type game. So I was like, okay, I gotta play more of this to see like what John is getting at per se. And I don't know that I discovered that. Um and I I don't have anything against the game really. I just like I it, to me it felt kind of similar to Metroid games, and I for whatever reason, just like that the slow plotting controls and the airy, floaty jump and whatever just kind of I don't know. I just I find it I found it to be kind of like empty. I'm just kind of running around, but it still was like, man, it kind of almost feels like I'm playing a Super Nintendo game on Game Boy in a weird way, just like the huge sprites and the yeah whatever. I took down a, a couple Metroids. I think I uh, down from 39 to 37. Yeah. Uh, but you've probably played a little bit more than me, and obviously are a bigger Metroid fan. But I, I was curious. I was like, I wonder what John was getting at with uh, like why I, why it would maybe speak to me. I was like, oh, maybe this is the Metroid game for me. I was thinking uh, mostly from like a restriction standpoint. Like I was really thinking about like how Pico Eight games are designed, like okay. with the strict limitations of like you only have like the D pad and like the A B and like yeah. maybe one other button <clears throat> besides like a pause button, and yeah, yeah. just the fact that like the way that they incorporate uh, in Metroid Two the select button to switch to like over to missiles and then yeah, the yeah. pressing and you start with those missiles right off the bat it was yeah. kind of cool like oh i can go into morph ball mode right off the, i don't have to like yep. unlock these kind of basic abilities like yeah. i'm starting out pow- powered up that was cool and then the way that they add like spider ball into yeah that. spider ball rules spider ball okay. is such a one i'm an, amazed the, like at how well that was implemented mm-hmm. and to like they like make it so that you just you press down twice to go into morph ball mode and then three times to go into spider ball mode and then if you like jump with a bomb that will put you out of spider ball mode but you can get back into spider ball mode in midair so there's a ton of different puzzles that they like have with just like being in midair because you can't get into morph ball mode from in midair. So, right. but if you can jump right. from like, there's so many things that they like keep it like, and then we very keeping with the like Metroid tradition of like fake walls and stuff, mm-hmm. like moving through environment and really testing the limits of like what's real, what's not. And like going in ex- exploration, like the way that, like you were saying, like it does feel like a Super Nintendo game. It doesn't feel like this is a Game Boy game. Like it's I get crazy. it. It's Not to mention you get like late. three. There's three save files that you can like cycle yeah. through on the start screen. I was like, wait, what? What? This is a Game Boy game. Yeah. It's nuts. It's so massive and it's so impressive. And like, like I, I had played the only I, I've, when I started playing Metroid, I started playing with Fusion and like and the Prime okay. series. So like it was really difficult for me to get into 
earlier era Metroid games. Like it took me, yeah, it's a, a different long, game, yeah, a long time to get into Super Metroid, be just because of the control scheme is so different with like the four yeah. face buttons and like running being mapped to a face button, and then like, oh yeah, yeah. Metroid was like the original was enjoyable, but it, it took me kind of a while before I could even get into that. And yeah. so like, I just really never gave Metroid two a try at all and playing it now, I think with, I don't know, I, I really enjoyed the 3ds remake of the game. I thought that was an incredible game and I really liked how that they incorporated the aiming with that. And that kind of got incorporated into uh Metroid dread. Which I was going to so say, I really liked there. that they kind of carried that, template over to the next game oh, absolutely. even though it was a remake of a different game but it's cool that you're able to then like after having played the remake go back to the original and kind of like appreciate oh man look at how much they changed yeah i mean that was zero this. mission to one like it yeah, was, yeah yeah so really going back and like I, I was just curious more than anything but as i was playing it i was like this is an unbelievable game like this is yeah truly unbelievable what they're getting out of the hardware of the game boy for like a Metroid game that feels exactly like the same level of exploration. Like it doesn't feel like, yeah, this is the Game Boy version of that game. No, but it it's actually, not really- it almost feels a little bit more explorative or whatever oh. the, the word I'm looking for. Cause like a lot of like in the original Metroid anyways, it's a lot of like repeating stuff. And granted, I only played maybe 20, 30 minutes or so. But like every area I was like clearly remembering, oh, that's that corridor. Oh, this mm-hmm. is this corridor. Oh, this is this area that I haven't gone yet. Like it wasn't right. like, wait, this is that never ending vertical shaft that like, have I gone in the third room to the right. left or the fourth one? Like it, it again, I didn't get very far, but I will say if if I hadn't been playing like three or four other games that I'm juggling between right now, I, it might have kept my attention a little bit more it was just like okay i'm probably not gonna keep this map in my brain yeah because i'm probably not gonna keep playing this right now but it 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 i definitely wasn't bouncing off it by any means you know it it did feel like a metroid game but i was like i'm not lost and i'm kind of like i keep plugging forward and yeah i would always a good sign to like play it and like like I did with the original Zelda, like just draw a map of it. Yeah. Yeah. So good to do. But I know Randall has been playing another Metroid game that uh, is very near and dear to my heart. (laughs) I have. And, and I will add that I, you know, I might've even mentioned this before on the podcast, but I, I did, I do own Metroid to the original Game Boy version and mm. was that was one of the first games that I remember getting like my stepdad at the time bought it for me when I was like seven or eight when I like pointed to it nice. off a shelf sort of thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and like played that, although I just I never wrapped my head around a game that was structured the way that that game was at the it's time. Kind of open and, world almost. Yeah. yeah. And, like and on way, top of that. Like I've never been good as like uh, a navigation map person, um, and to only have like basically these like f- <laughs> the Game Boy limitations visually of like the four palettes or whatever, right? Whereas like it's just it gets a little hard to differentiate things, especially uh, being that young. It was like yeah, like I played a lot of it because again, it was <laughs> one of the few games that I had available. Um, but I was just like, oh, I'm I'm not sure if I'm fully getting this at this point, and I wish I would have stuck with 
with it because now I'm playing all these Metroid games and I'm like, oh, it may, yes. maybe I'm a Metroid guy um, all these years later. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. One of us. <laughs> I'm like, hey, if Randall's converting, maybe I'm just a few steps behind. I'm just coming up behind the curve. Uh, honestly, Kevin, it's it's worth the effort. Uh, like I said in the Discord, I do wish that they had released a DX version of Metroid yeah. 2 back in the era. Granted, it was one of the big like, yo, play this on your Super Game Boy because it's, you know, kind of enhanced for that purpose. But I didn't I was a yeah. Genesis guy. I didn't have a Super Nintendo. So that was mm-hmm. never available to me. Um, but yes, all that to say, I feel like I'm turning into a Metroid guy. I played through Fusion. I love that game, as I've mentioned on the podcast. And, you know, then obviously I played Super Metroid way long ago. I really like that game. And I played Zero Mission, which I also own physically. And that's how I played it with the analog pocket. Um, yes. And mm, whoa, Zero Mission is very good, too. It's it. Wow, it's good. Um, <laughs> gosh, I like blew through that game. Um, I, I'm really impressed visually by that game, like just like Craig and Ridley and like oh how they God. look with that, like enhanced, like 32 bit art style is just awesome. Yeah. God, and like the music is so good, and it's ultimately just remixes of the original NES version, which I didn't own the original Metroid as a kid on NES, but I got it, you know, in my early 20s from a buddy for like five bucks or something, right? You know, it's, mm. <laughs> um, and I still own that yellow copy, which looks so dope. Um, but I love that cover, yeah, yeah. Uh, but again, I like never really gave it much of a chance. I'd pop it in, like, oh, yeah, this works, it's original Metroid, and didn't have have the patience to yeah make my own map, map, map it keep out a, stuff. A, yeah, yeah. a password for every <laughs> <city>. <laughs> but you know now now i'm like huh maybe that would be like it would be an interesting experience to go back and do that now that i've gone through yeah. and beaten zero mission and ah, yeah yeah God, man I, I did i just ripped through that game um and it's and it certainly didn't hurt that i had just played fusion you know within the last year ish or so tops right so yeah. And playing it on the analog pocket, it looks so good. And like Kevin was saying, you can dock that thing. And then I'm using one of the uh, 8-bit dough, you know, controllers that's effectively a Super Nintendo controller with a couple extra buttons. And Yes. So you're playing like HD on the TV, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh, and and then there's great. safe states too. So I, you know, I took advantage of that a little bit at the end just to save yeah. my sanity and push through and God, it's, ugh. Oh, those stats, those stealth oh. sections at the very oh, end. Oh man. Okay. So, <laughs> so John, you shades are the, of dread, shades of dread here a kinda, little bit. Yeah. Um, so you're the resident Metroid expert and I am ignorant of this. Is the zero mission aspect, the stealth aspect of that game, that's that's after you've defeated Mother Brain, is that in the original NES game, or did they nope. add that to zero that mission? That whole section is added for zero mission. I thought that's cool. So. That's kind of that cool. They also yeah. added like the first boss, like that's like the burrowing oh. worm. That's not oh. in the original. I'm like. Even the like Crade battle and Ridley battle, because those were single room battles. Right. Like Crade is basically the Super Nintendo uh, or Super Metroid boss battle. And then Ridley, I think, right. is closer to few, the original. Ridley 1.0 is the <laughs> like 
and then meta ridley for the zero mission is spoilers sorry people um it's uh, it's very obvious uh as soon as you get it but like yeah yeah, the entire end section after you beat mother brain is completely new so like that whole like so for people who don't know and like spoilers for the ending of zero mission if if you (laughs) care about that uh (laughs) when you beat mother brain you are put into your zero suit and like you lose all of your abilities like you don't even have a you have a gun that you can charge that will stun enemies but for the most part you are like basically surrounded by end game enemy space pirates Yes. And you are sneaking okay. through like all of these areas and you can still crawl like like a morph ball, but it's just Samus crawling like instead of being yeah, a morph ball. Fast. It's very slow. And there are <laughs> like so many like sentry drones that are looking out for you. So it is a ton of like puzzle platforming like to yeah, it get. It almost sounds like it plays more like an odd world game or something like yeah. that or like a Prince it of Persia, some of that like not as it. deliberate on the gameplay like animation stuff but like that type of level design kind yeah of. yeah but no the end and then uh, uh at the very end you get all of your power-ups back and i think you can even get back to the original game like through some like you, power bomb yeah, or you, screw you be able to too yeah yeah but like it's screw attack thing so you could technically like go back and 100 percent everything from the original okay. like even though you're in this self-contained area at the beginning right. uh kind of like at the end of fusion like you can unlock like shortcuts between all of the sectors right. uh and continue to like 100% it if you really want to but yeah no the ending of zero mission is really fun zero mission is a great version of like the original metroid but like i yeah. i i was mm, i don't know if it's uh i guess it's spoilers that i haven't beaten metroid prime remastered uh, yet <laughs> um i'm uh right before the ending uh i've nice. also just nice. blasted through that game. Nice. Through that. Yeah. Oh my God. because it's all second nature to me i'm like getting artifacts as i'm like going through the thing i'm not even waiting for end game i'm like i know i can get this with all of the abilities i have but like uh I know that the my preferred way of playing the original Metroid was on the Metroid Prime on GameCube because you could just save there and it would just boot up wherever you last saved. So you didn't have to deal with passwords or anything. And so like that's how I beat the original Metroid was playing it through Metroid Prime. And like that's it's so still cool. it still holds like and this may be again like I'm a weird little freak who loves every Metroid game, but like I still but hey, think, you're not coming at it with nostalgia. Maybe for right. the series you are, but you're not having played the original. Like oh, I loved this growing up as a kid or right. whatever. You know? Oh yeah, it's it's um, just so fun. Yeah, I, I think it's probably worth mentioning too. Like not only with these Metroid, I know I, I would say like Metroid Zero Mission and Fusion and even Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga. Like I would say those are classic games in their own right. Oh yeah. But I feel like, it, and I know they're 32 bit and whatever, but you know they kind of feel like Super Nintendo games at heart. And like, yeah, I feel like if those games would have come out on Super Nintendo, like we would be talking about these like among the greatest games ever made. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I just feel like just something about them being handheld games, they like kind of like live in this like 
yeah a cut below realm for some right. reason when it's like if that if mario and luigi superstar saga was like the follow-up to super mario rpg it'd be like oh my god yeah, <laughs> yeah. this is oh this just changed video games you know like yeah it's like you know it's i know it obviously came years and years later too but I don't know. It's just I've always feel like it's like worth mentioning that again, like being able to play them on an analog pocket or on the switch or on an HDTV, like with bright, you know, the way they were meant to look or whatever, just in like a whole new glory. It's like it feels awesome to appreciate these games now. It does. It's it's a good point. And it proves that they hold up against full console release games because, yeah, you're right. Uh, You were playing these on our TV or on our, you know, modern consoles. And it's just great games. Great games are great games. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And in a lot of cases, like because they were built around being played handheld, they're built around like playing in smaller chunks oh, or bursts awesome or in like yeah, just oh, shorter games, which are right up our alleys. Yes. Yeah. So makes or with really difference. like powerful, like, yeah, co- like color design, especially yeah. like on the Game Boy Advance so that it, yeah. you can see yeah. everything because it wasn't originally backlit. So yeah. Like, yeah. it's the way the colors pop on those systems, God. like especially, yeah, Wario Land as well, like seeing like, yep, with the Game Boy color setting, it's like, man, this game looks awesome. Yep. Um, so cool. But uh, the- I don't, any, any more thoughts on Zero Mission before we move on or, ju- or just the handheld stuff in general? Just like the cutscenes were awesome in Zero yeah. Mission too. Yeah, like just added to like the overall feel of that game. I just like plowed through that that game. Like uh, man, and it, yeah, I, honestly, John, I might I might pop in the original NES Metroid and, and see what it's, I can. Pull parts off. of it are rough. I will not of like <laughs> the the Ridley boss battle sucks. <laughs> like it <laughs> yeah. is just bad, but. Like the mother brain battle that rules, like yeah. so, it, you yeah. you get the whole spectrum of it. I know what I'm getting into at this point, you know, at yeah. least. So, oh yeah, yeah. But uh, but I guess keeping on that Metroid track, mm-hmm. I know we've mentioned both of you have been playing some Metroid Prime Remastered as well. Um, I mentioned before we started recording, like that, you know, right off the bat, it's like, oh man, there's sold out physical copies everywhere. Yeah. Uh, I know, John, you ended up just getting the going the digital route and just saying, okay, I'm not waiting. For John's not going to wait this no, situation. No, no. Plus, at the time, I think it was like, <laughs> hey, we, who knows what the situation is? Thankfully, it looks right. like Nintendo's going to at least try to restock, you know, in a in a reasonable fashion. So I'm I'm definitely like, okay, forty bucks. I'm probably even though I'm kind of like, ah, thirty bucks would have been nicer. But I know they did like give it the they like straight up remade this game from scratch from what i heard you know from what i can tell i mean i'm sure they reused some stuff but i heard they like remade every asset and updated it to it you know looks incredible like it does i like i that's have great to hear so much fondness for this game like metroid prime one and two like constantly jockey for my favorite game of all time and this is just like it was like I, I mean I've played this game so many times like there it wasn't like gonna surprise me but it just felt so good and especially with like the new control scheme like that was yeah the main you go thing. the traditional just like default new control scheme yeah I did yeah I, I think I I mean I switched uh y axis and uh turned off like motion control like uh. Because once you lock on, you can use yeah. motion controls to like fine tune it, and like I, I've just been so used to locking on with the traditional way that like right yeah I I just 
removed that from it. But other than that, yeah, I'm but playing you're playing it. you're playing dual stick as opposed to like the primitive like version of it on GameCube or whatever. Mm-hmm. Even though like I'm I mean, it may that be muscle works. memory like I'm still primarily locking on and like still yeah, like jumping L. around and moving, but I'm using yep. it to like. Uh, I, I use uh, the dual stick to control like in very specific situations like the thing with the locking on in the original GameCube title is like anytime you were against like the aerial pirates or like the Chozo or anything that like your lock your combat visor wouldn't be able to lock on I was like oh well I can just aim at them now <laughs> I was yeah. Like, yeah 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 like use it as a traditional FPS I was like oh this game's much easier well, it, now i mean yeah for like more, very specific like situations but even more just for like navigating though like yes. if you're just like going around a corner like i tend to like when i'm playing a first person game i just kind of hold down forward and then use the right stick to steer yeah essentially depending on the situation obviously but like that seems like it would work ideally where it did even you know going back and we played goldeneye not too long ago and it's like oh man this does not have twin stick controls and it feels weird now I know they did a better job with Prime, the original version of it, but yeah, that that's enough to like between that and the full remake. But I'm I'm glad you said how great it looks because I remember like when they first announced it during the Nintendo Direct, like a couple people were like, I just saw comments online or whatever. They're like, "Is it too early to say this is the best looking game on Switch?" And at least from the little clips that they showed, I was like, that didn't look that great from not, what not I saw. But level. it just looks like a clean version of the yeah. original game. Yeah, like, I was like, I was like, it looks better than the GameCube version, but I'm not really seeing how this is the best looking game on Switch. Again, I mean, not it's, that it's the visual powerhouse console, but I would say that's more the strength of the art design of the original game. Right. Than yes. Like the actual, like I don't think the game looks that incredible but like it's just clean th- yeah it, ju- it just it doesn't necessarily so feel crisp. as dated as you would think yeah. like hey this is a 20 plus year old game i think at this point or at least pushing 20 i was gonna yeah. ask randall if uh you noticed uh have you gotten the uh thermal visor uh is that is that before the magma area or whatever oh, it might be after i i'm i'm like right at that point gotcha like because I, I I wanted to ask if you thought when you got the thermal visor if they literally if they didn't change that from the original uh. thing and if that was a art decision <laughs> because like it looks like a game like as soon as you switch from the like combat or scan visor to the thermal visor yeah. it looks exactly the same as the GameCube and like oh yeah part of that i think was a an intentional dis- art decision because it is lower resolution and it is yeah. just like heat yeah. maps and like it is re- i think it looks good like how bad it looks in yeah. comparison <laughs> yeah and then like making me switching go over back to the old time machine yeah because i i played through like half of prime on gamecube the yeah. first time i owned a gamecube and i think i got like right after getting that visor is when i stopped for no good reason i think that's about where i got as well that's actually yeah. ma- but that and super metroid are the furthest i've made it into a metroid game and i would say Prime, I stopped playing Super Metroid because I got frustrated or lost or stuck or something. But Prime, I just stopped because it, you know, I just played something else or whatever. I, w- I was enjoying what I played of that game up to that point. Um, just yeah, I just forgot where I was at and picked it up again like months later. I was like, oh, what am I doing again? And just never got back into it. But I'm I'm very intrigued to get this game. And by the way, it came out in 2002. I just looked up 
Ah, uh, two years Prime after Wario Land. A year and a half only, <laughs> which is crazy, man. That's, that's amazing. That's unbelievable to me. It's so cool. Yeah. I like, love what that. an era that GameCube games were coming out and Game Boy Color games were coming out at, like, roughly the same time. An 8-bit game and roughly a 128-bit game. Yeah, that's that's so funny. Yeah. That's definitely, amazing. And it definitely has me intrigued. Like, I don't know. Have you guys heard anything? Like, are they planning on remastering the whole rest of the series? Or I, is this kind of like uh, a... Because it, it obviously just kind of came out of nowhere. Up, hopes up like yeah. this, man. Like, I've, I, uh, I've seen some mixed things on that. Of yeah. what I've seen Nintendo's mixed things, too. Are. Yeah. yeah, I've seen like they're going to remake them, but they're not going to have the same level of remastering. Like they're just going to be a little more drop them on switch slaps. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which also I don't care. I, That's I'll, not terrible. I'm I'm if, a I'm a mark. I'll buy any fucking thing. Oh, that has Metroid me too. On it. Like, of course. and they kind of needed to drop something like with how long they've kind of been silent about Metroid Prime four. Like I, I shouldn't say needed, but it, it helps the cause to just be, hey, look, and maybe this was just them like wiping the surface clean and like let's just get our bearings let's get metroid prime down again and use this as the engine for four and yeah. you know maybe who I, I don't know but it feels like maybe this was like hey let's let's just get back to the basics and get four right if they know? put two and three out with this exact control scheme like don't i like they could literally like dump the rom and just yeah. like <laughs> put this control scheme on them. That would be the only difference. And they would instantly be my game of the year. Like <laughs> I'm yeah. these are like one and two are like far so easily my favorite games of all time. And like playing this version of one, I'm just like, God, I just want to play two now in this. Yeah. Which is it really infuriating because I'm like, well, now I just, I mean I'm gonna just play it on GameCube. And yeah. like I would really love to be able to play it on Switch and then I should replay three at some point and but like it's just that difference in control scheme that's just a little mm. bit off, but like it's still three is still a solid game. Like I would love to yeah. play it with this control scheme. Yeah, like, maybe we'll get that. I would that, that would definitely be cool. And and even if they end up doing like a Nintendo thing at the end and like, oh, get the whole Metroid trilogy collection yep. physical or get the They won't do you that. You know, get the no, whole, you know, including four and like some that kind ain't of deluxe happen, edition. Bud. That's not <laughs> you never know. I'll tell you right now. They might, they might milk their they might milk their like do all three separate and then have some collector's edition of like all three. They do a box set bucks. where you buy like it's just the packaging of all. You get three all four separate. games when when Prime <laughs> yeah, Four comes cost out. The cost of all four of them. Yeah. It's, oh it's, yeah. No, you're, you're not, not getting a deal. You're paying not a double. Deal for, yeah. You're paying double and getting a cheap art book with it. <laughs> yes. God. Yeah. But, that is what's going to happen. But no, you've you've been putting a little a little time into this as well, Randall. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I basically John was already saying, like, I'm an hour and a half in and <laughs> basically guess what one of the games guess I want to talk about later this year is like, oh, shit. OK. And, and like and I'd seen like the murmurs of like, oh, you know, can't find the physical copy here or here. And then like and then I see on Slick Deals, which is a deals website, like, hey, it's available at the Nintendo store at full price. I'm like, oh, geez. OK, well, let me yeah. grab that right now. 
now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I happened to get that Bowser plushie for for Fiona, which you know I had been looking for for a while. So it's kind of nice that got me my free shipping from the yeah, Nintendo win, store. Yeah, win win, win win. Literally, the last thing I bought from the Nintendo store that was a game was freaking Xenoblade Chronicles back with Operation Rainfall when that was the way that you could get that game. Oh, jeez. Um, Jeez. Yeah, yeah. So I think the only I'm thing old. I've ever got from um, them directly is like stuff through like Club Nintendo when I got like yeah, those weird same. like one off things and whatever. Yeah. So I'm like, I, I got it in the mail and I was like, ah, it was like a week later, but still I was just psyched to get it because, yeah, I like I'd said earlier, I kind of bounced off it on GameCube and then sold that game with my first GameCube back in the day for an Xbox so I could play my NFL 2K5 in college or whatever and then said oh shit I need a GameCube again and then <laughs> what was I thinking got a GameCube with uh that uh Metal Gear Solid uh remake that they did and a couple Hell other yeah. really good games so it worked out but yeah, yeah. yeah so um you know that that was kind of my Metroid Prime experience at that point. I don't think I even played two, um, which I'm. I really hope that that happens. Uh, that that ends up on Switch. Um, yeah, but me too. Man, Prime this this Metroid Prime Remastered. I'm I'm loving this so far on on Switch, and it just the reinforces like, oh, I think I'm a Metroid guy. Uh, I think this is happening. Yeah. Uh, the pacing is is freaking awesome. It's, the mood uh, on Prime. The is mood is freaking awesome. Yeah. I remember uh, the, the mood most explicitly from when I played years ago. It is so it, its own mood, and like the soundtrack is soundtrack awesome. is so good, it's amazing. It's, Every it's time John so brings good. it up and plays some of it, it's like okay, I'm, I'm not even gonna argue, but this is sweet. <laughs> like the it's like EDM, but like Ugh. chill. It's ah, it's yeah. so good. It's mm-hmm. good. It's great. It's perfect. The energies, matched. yeah. When you get into like battle, like oh, it's it's it really does set a vibe. Like it really makes you feel like you're exploring a planet alone, kind of. It kind of feels like an early 2000s game, like a Half-Life, but not in a bad way. I, I mean, no mm-hmm. disrespect when I say that. It's like, that's like, oh, this is my shit in a yeah. certain kind of way. Like, and it feels it feels good. And and yeah, just like this remaster just, just cleans it up. And that's all I ever want. That's mm-hmm. also why I play half of my retro stuff upscaled. It just cleans it up, right? That's yeah. I just like, give me the base game as, as clean as possible in a streamlined way that I can play on my team. TV, and that's what this did with this remaster. And it's, woo, I'm glad that I'm really giving this another shot in a real way it, with this version of this game. And it it, it means I'm going to see this through and see what comes next. Uh, oh, definitely. Man. You've got yeah. so many, like, oh, there's so many. Yeah, that pool is moments. deep. Like, yeah, there are, yes. there are specific scenes that's like still hit me every time I get and like if you're just in Magmore Caverns, like yeah. you've got some good shit coming up. Oh, uh, I'm excited. And it's not like, you know, I've I've already died a few times, like yeah. on trying sections, and I'm like, oh, okay. Like I gotta kind of be serious about this. This is not easy either, but that's cool too. I'm liking the difficulty curve there. I will yeah. say the biggest um limitation to the like control scheme with like the twin stick control scheme is the fact that uh in order to either you can you can switch priority if like you uh use the d-pad to switch your uh visors or your beams and then you can hold x to then use the d-pad to switch one or the other um 
And my only complaint with that is that you used to be able to, on the GameCube, move with the analog stick and switch your beams as you were moving with the C-stick. And if you have the visor to the D-pad, which is what it was on the GameCube and what my muscle memory is set to, like, you can't really use the d-pad with holding x and move you have to be stationary for that right and there is a boss battle like one of the the third to last boss battle in the entire game involves a lot of beam switching Mm. and like i all i could think about is like when I play this game on hard mode, this is going to be a nightmare. <laughs> like, because yeah. it is notoriously like one of the hardest boss battles in all of like the entire Metroid Prime series. <sighs> and yeah. like, especially on hard, I think, I think I've beaten it once on hard mode on the original GameCube. And like, it's, Man. yeah, like, I I was all I was thinking about like and again this was me as someone who is playing it and being perfectly fine on the normal difficulty but I'm just like oh when I replay this game on <laughs> but no but that's saying something because like I I don't think of you as like typically like oh I'm gonna play hard mode after I beat the game type of player but like the fact that you like these games so much that you're just like I've played them so many times like, like give me that extra challenge like I want to play it again still one of his favorite games that's it's like it's only on my favorite games and even yeah, then yeah. like that's as awesome. we discussed on the Mario and Luigi I'm like yeah but I'm done with be having difficulty yeah. <laughs> like, let me make sure that roulette wheel comes up on two or three every time oh, yeah. i'm not taking any ones oh, no. i was it cracking is... up like when you get the buff bonuses at the end of every battle john's like nah nah <laughs> no. i'm not taking any ones <laughs> <laughs> it is funny Rewind. that you say that about the the visor switching though because i even looked so i'm like hey in this remastered can like i remap more of my controls to maybe like throw that guy and like one of these face buttons or even a shoulder button, yeah. even though we've talked about how we all don't yeah. like, like the switching shoulder Multi, buttons, but I'm like, yeah. Hmm. Like, do I, I don't really need jump on a shoulder necessarily. No, Could I, I you wish, know what I mean? Yeah. I really yeah. wish you could have done that. But like, I will say also there's, um, the, uh, uh, beam combos which are like the super missile is when you charge beam and then you shoot a missile uh the yeah. way that those are also mapped is a little weird because yeah. like i've been using the r button instead of the a button to shoot like as a yeah. traditional twin stick shooter which also right. feels really great it does that's yeah. how i've been doing it too yeah and um like and the way that the charge it's it's these are all the nitpickiest things that do not matter at all but nope. like like when you do that i have it so that or at least the preferred method cuz i think you can charge with the r button and then shoot with the y button or you can charge with the r zr button ZR, and yeah. shoot with the r button and i actually really like the like arc because i don't use two fingers on the triggers i just use my right. index finger on yeah, the zr same, button same, same. like i was i kind yeah. of like holding down the zr button and then moving my finger up to launch it like it feels tactile uh, to like okay. be like yeah i'm launching the combo like releasing like, it yeah yeah so it's fun just a good good port good port of that game very God very damn. good port very fun pro- surprise 
And I feel like possibly even a better port if you're somebody going into it like myself or Randall that maybe doesn't have that muscle memory like baked in so heavy. So you're like, yeah, there might be a few things here and there where you're like, I wish this worked like this. But you're not necessarily like, oh, I remember it like this. And now I'm having a hard time, you know, getting my head around this new scheme or whatever. But I think you can still do like a classic control scheme too, right? You can do classic. You can do like a Wiimote so that it's like the like Wii collection. little gyro. Action. I haven't tried that yet. Me neither. I, I, I have that yeah. Wii collection, and I remember I, I only dabbled in all the games like briefly, but I remember thinking I like the way it feels. Like other than like, I don't like having to always be aware of how I'm holding the Wii remote and the angle, you know, right. and like you just have to be so active with it like that. Where yeah. a joystick, you just have to nudge when you want to. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still like if you are in the mood to play a game super actively, it can be fun. Yeah, um, I yeah. do like oh, that definitely. Wii remote. That aiming, you know, it just feels good. Oh, yeah, it has its own time and place for sure. Yeah, especially with the light gun games when we were doing our retro hunting. It was like, oh, man, I'm tempted to get some of these that I don't have, although I have most of the Wii ones like House of the Dead, Overkill and all those remake, Ghost Squad, all that stuff. So, yep. but I don't know. I'm sure I'm sure we'll end up digging into some more Metroid Prime remastered and just Metroid in in general in the future. But yes, (laughs) any more uh, initial thoughts on that uh, before we uh, wrap things up this evening? I'm good for now. I've, yeah, I've I'm said keep... my piece. <laughs> <laughs> there will be, nice. there will certainly be more opportunities because I'm going to keep yeah. playing this. And I inevitably probably will end up picking this up as well. I'm, I'm going to do my demon throttle dance and go, oh, but they announced a second pressing. I guess I got to get it before, <laughs> it, uh, before I miss my chance again. Yeah. Um, Cause there is that, you know, those Nintendo games do skyrocket if they, if they become yeah, like a sought after always. game, like yes. a Xenoblade or what? It's like, oh man, if, if those run out of new copies from Nintendo, it's like forget about paying a reasonable price for it. So yep, might as well do it now. So, yeah, I think we can uh, wrap things up with the video game chit chat there for this week. And uh, yeah, hopefully it won't be another month or two before we can all <laughs> sit down and uh, chat together again. Because, yeah, it does feel like it's been too long in a lot of regards. But it was great catching up with you guys in person. Oh, uh, yeah. And one of these days we got to sync up and get all through. John and I got to make a trip out to Seattle, both oh, to see Randall yeah. and see our friend Glenn, who was just in town. Yeah, we got to got to make a trek and do this in person one of these days. But um yeah otherwise uh we'll catch you next week we're on the internet at pursuingpixels.com and pretty much everywhere else and until next week we'll catch you then and take care bye 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 crazy how much less delayed it is right now compared to the first yeah actually like it was a bigger right about that yeah that's weird but it's all good yeah i don't understand it that's why they're separate recordings. Yep. It's audio, <laughs> baby. Yeah, exactly. Everybody's internet is behaving at the moment and their computers. Yeah. Speaking of, I just bought, so I tried to do a stream the other day, like I, for one of our Patreon polls, like I was like, okay, I'll do the stream for what one. And, uh, I like, it just wouldn't connect again. And I was like, man, it just seems so like spotty. Like I can't like connect reliably. So I was like, fuck it. I'm buying a 50-foot Ethernet cable. <laughs> I'm running this thing from downstairs to upstairs Hell when I yeah. stream. I haven't tried it yet other than, like, I, I plugged it in, and it seemed like it was connecting like it. Oh, yeah. It wasn't, the, the little wanna, error wasn't popping yeah. up. You're good. It just, I, I think it just wasn't a solid enough connection between the walls and the stairs. Yeah. And, yep. uh, you know, it was just enough to not let it connect. And then if, like, you know, on off nights, but I was like, I, I can't have this, like, maybe, you know, because it's already a crapshoot if i feel good enough to stream right so it's like 
I don't know. I'm sick of like being like, hey, I think I'm going to try to stream today. Oh, sorry. Can't do it. So totally fair. Hopefully this should fix the problem. That's right. 